I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Settle back now, content, comfortable, well-fed, and ready for some fine entertainment. Is everybody happy? Then let's go. It's showtime. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. The thing I've seen in 30 years. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. The universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there, join the militia, please, would you? We're the only Syracuse Sports Podcast centered around giving you, the fans, a voice. Welcome. Happy Thursday. Once again, we're back yes, sir. with the inevitable, yet controversial, yet necessary, never-ending Corona COVID talk, uh, which just surrounds everything sports right now. Um, right. And, right. <laughs> right? I mean, it's like, yeah. we don't want to come on here and talk about this, but we've just simply... Um, we have how we avoided it for quite some time, did we not, Joe? I think so. <laughs> but again, I think we wanted to give it time, give the medical experts enough time to kind of well, that was the, data the main reason. Figure out, sure. right? Yeah, that was the main reason. Right. But but we we didn't want to either. But now that football is getting so close, it is. Um, well, it's all they're talking about anyway, right? It's all it's that's all in news. sports I mean, news. That's so, the sports right. news. So we're going right. to talk about it, right? Right. So. Um, you know, it's unfortunate that we, it's, un, you know, the whole thing is just kind of a mess, you know? Right. So, um, we'll talk about a little bit of football news. Then we're going to have James on. We're going to try to have fun with James. Okay. We're going to, we're going to see if, it, what he thought about coaches comments because we played him last week, but James is our basketball guy. So we're going to have at James Zuba on a little later to, to discuss He's back in the city, right? He, I know. Nope. Nope, nope, no, nope. Not yet. nope, still yeah. in the square. So uh, we're going to have him on to talk about a little bit of that, a little bit of maybe some buy-seller hole. We got a couple of them. And then, um, you know, Alan Griffin obviously was big news, so we can we can play around with that, play around with some lineups maybe. I don't know, see what James thinks. Right. Um, have a little fun with that. So it's not all Corona. It's not all the Rona. So, no, it's not all bad. No, no, no. Um, as you know, this show is distributed by Armchair Media, and the uh, Armchair Media and this show are powered by Bet Online. So, as you well know, sports heap coming back. 
So uh, now is your chance to bet on them with an exclusive wagering partner of ours, betonline.ag. You got baseball. We're almost, what, halfway through baseball season already? Is that, the, is that right? Is that yeah, accurate? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know about that like I don't know about the NBA. What's the NBA? Well, I have no idea, but I know it's back, and I know you can bet on it. And they're doing sure. they're doing playoffs. Playoffs. So uh, you can bet on all that stuff. Or you can bet on the virtual stuff, too, that, that's there and available. You want to do some preseason Madden uh, virtual betting, you can do that. Or whatever else they got lined up. Of course, MMA. Of course, NASCAR. BetOnline has all the odds, features, and props for you to bet on. So go there. Also, as I mentioned before, tune in to uh, here Floyd Money Mayweather. Um, he join, as he joins the BetOnline team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expensive jewelry collection. And he'll give you a chance to win some of that jewelry if, um, y- you know, you've got to go to BetOnline. Bet- put out a wager. Whoever's closest wins. Something like that, right? I'm sure it's not quite that easy, but that is at BetOnline. Right. So bet on that. Uh, visit BetOnline.eg today. Check out all of the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of the welcome back bonuses, of course, still going on right now at BetOnline, your online wagering experts. And Joe. Yeah. <clears throat> you do. You shave your bikini line or what? What? Huh? No. <laughs> but Come if you now. did, but if you did, my bikini wh- line. What would you use? You don't do the Probably speedo the, thing try anymore. The lawnmower 3.0. <laughs> you don't do the speed the speedo thing anymore, bro. Never did. You stopped that. Never did. That's fake. When news, did you stop? <laughs> Listen, man, start taking notes because manscape accidents are finally a thing of the past. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 has been beautifully designed to reduce those painful nick and tugs. Uh, this is the third generation, hence the 3.0. And it's got the skin safe technology to keep you and your boys safe. You don't want any <clears throat> issues, drawing blood. Uh, not, <laughs> not good, not good. Comes with the newly designed charger stand and looks great in the bathroom. You know, the ladies, obviously, as I mentioned, this is not in there, but obviously it's not just for men. You know, you can, ladies can use it, I suppose. You can also just bring it right in the shower with you uh, as it is waterproof. So you can't beat that. Uh, Groom closer. Get the lawnmower 3.0. Now, remember, if you go to manscaped.com, don't forget to mention armchair as the promo code and get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code armchair 20% off and free chip shipping with use of the promo code armchair at manscaped.com um, your boys will thank you the giblets will thank you we appreciate it we thank you go there okay so um, they gotta give me something better to work off of those. <laughs> <laughs> I mean come on help me out throw me a bone give me something new alright <clears throat> um. So, where do you want to start, Joe? Let's start with Drew. Why not? You want to start with Drew? Let's do this. All right. So, Drew Gunther, uh, he is going to transfer. He's a Syracuse quarterback, six foot two, two hundred and four pound. He was uh, one of the signal callers for the Orange last year, and also um, he was side by side with with David Summers, and they spent some time running. Uh, the scout team, 
and he's going to take uh, he's going to um, enter the transfer portal as he tweeted out. He said, "Thank you, Syracuse. I learned a lot in my time here. I'll miss my brothers." Uh, after much prayer and thought, I've decided to enter the transfer portal. So we wish him luck. Uh, obviously, we still got David Summers in there. Was a right. late pickup last year, right? Yep. Yeah. So um, yeah, he's um, he was a a walk on, you know, for the most part. Um, and I don't really think that he was realistically going to get. Um, playing time i mean you never really know because when he did sign you know the depth at the quarterback position was was kind of low um but now when you look at us bringing in what jacoby and morgan uh the other i forget uh the other guy there was it markowitz or something from texas yeah the one yes and um then with lampson signing now and then like we talk about we got summers in there and then devito still got two more years um it's, it realistically, I mean, he comes in and it's a shot to, to maybe grow and maybe become a backup someday or who knows. But um, I think he saw the writing on the wall and kind of just went in uh, the transfer portal. Dylan Markowitz from Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Besides, if you're going to transfer too, I mean, instead of having to sit out a year, you know that you're pretty much going to – if you know you're going to transfer, now's the time because you know that you're not going to – have to wait a year you know you're going to be able to that's true <clears throat> make the moves now while you can because right. you're probably going to get you know a waiver granted i mean at least you have a better chance obviously right so um we wish him the best of luck so look last fr- was it last friday when hugh freeze tweeted something about testing and all this stuff is that what this was last friday Nah, uh, something happened i don't know Something happened. You don't Again, know. I mean, it's just it's so, it's a base. It's you know, the huge narrative of I mean, I guess what the Syracuse football players have been talking about is that they trust. Um, I know there's a little bit of a mess up with one of the tests results or something like that, and that was one of the reasons why they set out practice one of the days. Uh, but Syracuse players, they've talked about pretty much all the confidence in the world of the protocols that our our university is is going to take. It's just been you've seen nothing in the news, but basically judging other programs and, and, and the players are worried about the, that fact is that, you know, we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. How do we know that you're going to do what you're supposed to be doing? Legit, and, legit concerns, right? I mean, I guess they are legit concerns because you got to look at, um, that's pretty much the same concerns as just out in public, right? People wanting people to wear masks and, and toeing the line. And, and when you're out in public around people where you can't social distance, you know, throw that mask on there and, do what you're supposed to do and i guess it's just it's just one of those things where um to do this you know everyone's gonna have everyone has to have trust in other people right i mean you go to work every day i go to work every day we have to trust that our coworkers aren't out there when they're not at work putting themselves at risk and then coming in right so uh there's got to be some semblance of trust for this for this to work absolutely there has to be and, you know, as we know, with as far as the um, the testing goes, and I don't know how quick they get back their tests, but we've had to test people at work. And it takes about two, three days. So I imagine they're probably turning those over a little quicker, seeing that they have the, the, the better resources for it, you know? Right. Um, but we are still, you know, three weeks away from the season starting. And everybody better get their ducks in a row quick right because um it's going to be cutthroat and people aren't going to want to take the chance of 
coming into contact with a team who had seemingly um, maybe not taken the precautions seriously or um, maybe it's just the lack of testing. And obviously, I think testing is key. I totally agree with that. And right. Syracuse announced that they're going up. They're, they're, they think the magic sweet spot is three a week. So you're basically getting tested. And as soon as you get your results back, you're getting tested. And as soon as you get your results back, you're getting tested again. It's just right. it's, it's what it sounds like to me. So, which is fine. And Liberty has come out and said, you know, I know we are trying to cancel the game. Can't, but I, I got to be honest, I'm just against that for a number of reasons. First of all, the, our game against Liberty is two months away. And they have plenty of time. They actually have plenty of time before they even play their first game to get it right. They really only yeah. need a batch of testing, which only takes a couple days to get this right. And then they right. got to do it consistently. And they've come out and said that they will, um, they will follow NCAA protocol and ACC protocol, whatever guidelines they set out. I think three is good. I think three makes people feel safe. And if, if I mean, that's what we want, right? Yeah. We want the players to feel safe. Okay, yeah. that's the and biggest concern. And be, be safe. For, that'd be smart for Liberty, right? Because absolutely, because they have they're not in the conference, so they don't have real right. guidelines other they're than their own. Newer, they're yep, and they're a newer Division One um, school. And the way that this season is is they have a huge opportunity up. this year. Well, to, right, because they have multiple not, they have multiple games with the ACC. I mean, that's kind of a, one of the big teams that are filling up that non-conference that one non-conference game that these teams have i mean i know for a fact we, we already have at least three teams that are playing them so uh you know it's it's a good chance to get some relationships with some schools and maybe you know <clears throat> solidify some future um you know contracts with obviously you know playing them get some home and aways and stuff like that to to boost their program so um if if they want to grow and and, and end up being a serious football school, which, you know, it, it looks like they want to and bringing in the coach that they have and everything, um, willing to play whoever or wherever, then they're going to have to submit to the protocols and, and the things that are asked for by the ACC because that's the majority of the teams that are on their schedule. Right. And um, th- just the amount of time we got, I think we're good. I think we all take a deep breath. Let everybody fall in the line. And then your yeah. talking point is going to be, and I'm sorry, but I just don't buy into this one, which is uh, all the new cases on campus. Okay. And it could be, it's going to be, it's students. This is the ones that we're hearing about right now because the athletes are obviously being tested so often. We would hear, you know, there's a separation there. So right. we hear, oh, well, there's, what was it, 147 cases at UNC and they stopped uh, undergrad classes, right? And, well, when you hear about cases, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. I'm sorry. But if you're that age is walking around asymptomatic more than anybody, except for even younger. Okay. So the the freak out time, you know, it's it's time to get it in row. But you got these freshmen. I think there was a there was a freshman party uh, at at SU recently that the players were. Uh, concerned about obviously um, as as they know and as we know that stuff's going to happen it's inevitable these kids you know that's the other thing about playing football and being in the football bubble rather than not playing football are still going to be there and it's even probably a worst case scenario I think we hit that last week it's probably a worst case scenario for them to be out there so we're going to hear about the cases at school well we know that's going to happen 
we know what's going to happen. Right. So it shouldn't be a surprise when you hear about cases at school. And the news, it, I'm sorry, but they glom on the negativity like it's going out of style. And that's all they talk about. Everything you read is so negative all the time. And, you know, right. we don't get a lot of data mixed in there. You got to go find the data yourself. It's sad. Yeah. And the, and the worst, well, uh, yeah. And the thing is, too, is you know that if if there was all these positive cases and these, these people, if their lives were that threatened or they were going to the hospital, then you know that'd be all over the news, right? So um, they're not talking about the fact that most of them are asymptomatic and that, you know, again, you know, you have to respect this virus, but absolutely for this age group, um, it's just proven to be, you know, just not, it's just got to look barely, at the numbers. It barely registers as a percentage right. right? from ages 15 to 24, which is a decade of births in this country. It barely registers the mortality rate I'm talking about. Right. Yeah, and I uh, just cases think, are going to register. Again, you don't want people to everybody to get it. So that's really the whole thing, right? That's why you have these safety protocols because again, um realistically having a hold on it is making sure that it's not spreading like wildfire again, right? So that's the main concerns. Um I just don't you know, I just if you send kids home, they're still going to go out, they're still going to hang out and then they're actually going home to where their parents are, right? So right. But we went I over just, yeah, we went over We went over that, that last yeah, yeah, week yeah. and I'm not going to, you know, beat a dead horse, but, but again, we um, could be more and more people are talking about it and again, as this has started, it's new for everybody. When I, my company had to put protocols in, it was new and there was some mishaps and some missteps and you know, it's just one of those things where it just they just kind of started. They've all kind of came together and said, this is going to be the protocol. We're going to test three times a week. We're going to test three, you know, three days before the, before the games. And, um, if anyone has symptoms, they're not going to, they're going to be quarantined, all that stuff. Um, and you know, all we can really do is let it ride and see what happens. Like you said, we got three weeks and, um, let's, you know, let's see what happens. Well, big 10, hopefully, big 10, we talked about big, go ahead. Hopefully what? Well, I was just saying, hopefully they they can tweak the protocols and tweak everything that they're they're doing, and hopefully everybody can respect the protocols so that people and other teams can trust each other, and um, then they can get used to it and get out there and, and play some football. And if the and if people outside the conference, this includes Notre Dame, um, they don't want to, Liberty and Notre Dame don't want to um, abide by if they don't take it seriously enough. I think they do. I just think it comes off like that. I mean, obviously, right. I think everybody. You know what I mean. I, right. I think you're taking it serious. I think that, you know, I'm well, not going to. Well, at first, it's just like, you know, just like the states, right? I mean, everyone had their own kind of way of handling it. You know, the yeah. governors had their way of trying to figure out what to do. Same thing. Universities had their own thing. Well, now as it's going, it's kind of mutating. Yeah. It's mutating because now everybody has right. to be under the right. same page, right? So yeah. now there's going to be some people that are going to have to tweak it and maybe go a little bit tougher and and that's just what we're talking about. That's what we're working on. We have three weeks to do it. And um, like I said, I mean, if they put the, the correct protocols and everybody is in line and they're following the rules and everyone's on board and they're going to do it, then then who am I to say that they can't play? Yeah, and these kids want to play most of them. There was something in Syracuse.com, Aaron Service was like, look, I weighed my options, man. And it's just not affecting healthy people in my age group as bad as it is some other people. And I don't, he doesn't have any underlying conditions, so he feels safe. He's decided right. to play, right? Yeah, and he, so, yes, and, and same thing with Cisco, right? But at the same time, those guys, they're captains, and, and they 
Um, they're just, just good overall human beings, good players, and, and they're going to look at the players because there are some players that are worried about it, you know, saying so, they're not going to downplay them and they're not going to make fun of them or they're not going to, you know, point them out. You know, um, they're going to everyone's sticking by everybody that that is a little bit more concerned and maybe, you know, no one's being forced to play. So so real quick, and now I want to bring James on a Big Ten. They they decided to. I guess they said put a pause on the season to be fair, right? They said right. put a pause on it. Okay. So um, we talked about them a lot last episode and yeah. how they did. And it's kind of like I feel like it's knee jerk and maybe a little bit. Um, they didn't give a re- they really didn't give a reason. They just said we're going to basically put a pause on it and reevaluate, which, right. okay, whatever. Uh, but Kevin Warren, the commissioner, uh, who who is took part in this decision? First of all, you don't get to see a open vote of the of the presidents of these universities who decide they want to or don't want to. Right. I don't even think there was a vote, and so he's they've cut. Ah, who knows? No, I don't think there was. So they've 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 put a pause on the Big Ten. Meanwhile, uh, Commissioner Kevin Warren's son Powers Warren, he's going to play at Ole Miss in the SEC. So our Miss. Mississippi State, right? I believe it's Mississippi State, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's just, I don't know. Again, <laughs> I mean, everyone can look at it as like, you well, know, hypocrisy, it, this, this, and that. But there's there's a lot of things there, right? I mean, well, there's, there's a, a lot, lot of things there. There is. Because, number one, their doctor, the medical doctors that those guys, that that conference is going and talking to, um, they're the ones that are pushing the whole heart thing, right? And um, they don't seem as confident as other conferences, doctors, number one. Number two, he's a brand new commissioner. Uh, the conference had a great commissioner, Jim Delaney, for a long time, and he's taken over, and he, I mean, he just started, and this is when this coronavirus thing happened, right? So, Yeah, it's uh, unfortunate for I'm him. sure he doesn't want to drop the ball. He doesn't want to, being a newer, you know, being in charge and being new, you so, don't want to make right. a mistake, right? So. Right. There's always the pressure of that. And also, you just never know what kind of pressure he is getting from these presidents of these universities. So it's hard. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, what a hypocrite, what a this, 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 and that, because deep down, you really don't know exactly um, where he's coming from. Well, it's uh, all public. Joe, all of it's public pressure. Whenever anybody just says, no, we're not going to do it, for based on not data, but fear, yeah. it's all public pressure. Yeah, it, that's. I mean, I, I don't know what else it would be. Kid versus a whole conference. System, right. Well, right? now you've got the 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 parents and families from Iowa started uh, writing letters and started a pesi- uh, petition. Now you've got. Petition, yeah. uh, now you've well, got. Just, Justin Fields started a petition as well. He had over two hundred eighty thousand uh, uh, signatures in I think less than a week. So, um, and they brought that to the Big Ten and everything like that. And like again, they just kind of put the the kibosh on it today and just said look we're not we're not opening that book we closed it and we're more focused on um, making sure that it's safe for um, all sports to return as soon as possible so i don't know exactly what that means but uh to me it just seems like there was a whole bunch of people that weren't going to be able to come to an agreement yeah and and and, then i'm that's why i'm grateful when you see these other conferences because you do see these these universities be able to come together both private and public to, to, to come to an agreement on, hey, what do we got to do to make this as safe as possible, uh, lower the risk as much as possible, you know? I feel bad of- for, for Big Ten fans and, like, I mean, 
players especially fans and family i mean it's that's well, like, it sucks again i mean i just and you know i mean you never know what kind of consequences these things have right so um we talked about it last last episode with you know recruiting because i know that this is going to leave this is going to leave a, a bad taste in the parents mouth and mouth and it's going to leave a bad taste in some of the kids mouths yeah. and when you have these recruits coming up you know even they see three power five conferences that are that, that come together and work together and work through it and do what they need to do to still be able to to um to allow these kids to play and allow these kids to still you know play for their dreams and, and go to school um then uh you know these kids might be more <laughs> likely to go to schools like that versus another school that might not necessarily you know listen to them i don't want to say have their best you know their safety in mind i don't want to say that but because obviously that's what they're thinking right but right um, um if you have a whole group of people that are like hey we know the risks and we're still willing to uh i mean that's that's tough so you never cra- really know it's crazy iowa can't play but iowa state is gonna play in the same with you no, know, and they talked about it in the state of Ohio. I mean, the Cleveland Browns are going to play. Cincinnati Bengals are going to play. Cincinnati Bearcats in American League are going to play. And um, Ohio State, uh, the state of Ohio's high school football. Yeah, same, same with Iowa's high school football is going to play. Yeah. So, all right, enough of that. I hope we don't have to continue with this much longer. I really do. <sighs> I really do. And you know, it's going to be. Do. You know, it's going to be the talk of it. But I hope that it gets to a point where. We're not hearing. I, I hope it's just news and in, in, in stories of kids and players having confidence in other teams and with their own programs to not to to quell you know the the worries of of the, the fans that aren't aren't on board with this yeah. you know because that's that's all you can really hope for. Otherwise, it's just going to be three more weeks of this, and who knows? It might go into the season. There's still going to be even if we play. There's probably going to be people that are questioning it and wondering why we're even doing it three, so. three weeks of this and um come the second week after this week i may we may take more vacation time because <laughs> <laughs> i don't know but all right enough of that let's bring james on yep. everyone knows the music it's either james coming on or tyler coming on and uh, i already told you james is coming on so here he is Syracuse basketball beat writer for the Noons Magician and 315 Legend. Haven't thrown that one out there in a while. Our good buddy, James Zuba. How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. Yeah, you guys are real original. You you only have me and Tyler on. I know. <laughs> I know. It's all we care about. It's all we care Get about. Get somebody we... new on, dude. They're tired of hearing me. They're tired of oh, hearing. Oh, they're tired of hearing me and Joe. That's why we bring other people on. Let's get this straight. That's true. Let's get That's this straight. Um, people are still downloading the last Zuba episode every day. Man, I'm like, why? It home if they're listening to- I think they're starving for some basketball, bro. I think that's what's going on. Let's give the people what they want. I'm back on. That's the right. only reason I'm back on is because I asked to come on on Twitter. Let's let's establish that. <laughs> well, you <laughs> called me. A, you called me a coward, and uh, you know. No, I don't want people to think I'm a coward on Twitter because I really care what people on Twitter think of me. Right. So right. I was like, oh, I better have James on. Otherwise, everybody's going to think I'm a coward. Oh, I'm- come on. <laughs> Actually, we talked last, about you. Last week There's, after I, the episode, we talked about it. I know. So James knows that. I already brought it up to him. No, um, okay. So that's text message. I got the screenshots. I got the screenshots. Um, so um, quickly, 
Um, you're still in Syracuse. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you enjoying yourself still? Got yeah. some Tully tenders last week. I was jelly. Got some Tully tenders. The self-proclaimed best tenders on earth from Tully's. Uh, they they might be, man. I've I've yet to have a better tender. <laughs> uh, That's true. <laughs> I get them every time I go home. Yeah. Yeah. Like you you never feel good afterwards, and you know you're not going to feel good afterwards, but yet but you, you don't still care. Are. Yeah. 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 You just sign me up. Yep. Is it the popcorn though? I mean, I'll eat like a couple bags of popcorn before I even get to the tenders. Yeah, yeah. You go through one, and then like the waiter or waitress comes over. They ask, uh, "Would you like another bowl of popcorn?" And the answer again is like always, yes. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. Why? What, <laughs> oh I no, I've had too much popcorn. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so we we had Tyler on last week, and we had him listen to Coach, but we don't really care what Tyler thinks about basketball. Let's be honest. You know, that's his that's a that's a Zoob's thing. So um, now that you you're you're coming on, we 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 don't want to bore the listeners, but we're gonna play it again. I want to see what you think. Um, you know, and and we'll go from there. Okay, then we'll get into some other fun stuff. All right. Well, what I see is with younger younger people under twenty five, there's nobody's dying. Anybody healthy is can get sick. 40 or 50 percent of the cases are, are probably uh, with no effects. But when you see the football players coming back and when they initially come back and test positive, that means they got it at home. Since they've been back on campus, these same football players are testing negative and are practicing already with no effects. Uh, you see that all over. You see the sports leagues that have started, there's, there's been a couple little disruptions, but for the most part, these got healthy athletes either asymptomatic or they don't get anything from this disease. And I just don't see why we don't push forward like all the other sports have. And you're talking about college kids that are going back to school, and you're talking about high school kids that are going back to school. Because in my mind, this could go on for two years or three years. Are we just going to stop everything for two years or three years? I am not a great believer in a vaccine. We The flu vaccine still doesn't work. And we've been looking for that for 30 years or so. So I don't see a cure coming. And if there's not a cure coming, are we just going to give up and sit home for the next two years? So, Coach has come out before. He came out during the Bayheim's Army Games. He said, you know, everything should be opened up. I think school should be opened up. We should start living our lives. Um, you know, one of the very few people that – and it's almost like – he it, because he just doesn't care what you think, He's gonna. he's got the stones, and he's going to use them. He doesn't care. He doesn't care what the media thinks. He doesn't care what you or I think. He doesn't care. He's going to say what he believes. What do you make of it? Yeah, yeah. So that's the first thing that I was gonna say is, one, one, he's been on this this horse for a while. You know, he's been pretty adamant about, you know, let's let's open things up, let's get back on track, so on and so forth. Uh, but Jim Beheim tells you what he really thinks. I mean, I think we've seen that time and again. And uh, whether whether you agree with him or not, he he is telling you what he really thinks here. And I think you can sort of appreciate that. Um, we'll get into the, you know, the effects and all that and everything else he said, but, um, yeah, yeah. I, I do think that he, he 
says what he what he feels and he's going to come out and he's going to tell you how it is we've seen it time and again with the greensboro comments and and, and all that so <laughs> yeah. um there, there's a lot to unpack in that statement it but is. you know he he is also i would also say that he's he's 75 and doesn't have many years left to coach like however many that is we we don't know uh but i think we all know that it's coming towards the end here and you know a season or two that he doesn't get the coach i think um you know would, would put things kind of you know what's the word i'm looking for here but you know I, I think the the less time that he has the coach he certainly doesn't want that yeah well he definitely wants to coach to the end of buddy's career at su obviously right uh, no and i think that might be it right well yeah he's got, that's what he's I got think. A, a, what a son that's a senior in cornell that they're not playing right i don't well they don't know yet for basketball but i mean mm-hmm. i know ivy league football is going but he's got two sons that are playing basketball as well in which um I mean, with his views and everything, I mean, he, he, as far as the whole uh, coronavirus thing goes, he, he wants his kids to play and he thinks that it's, it's safe enough for them. And I mean, he's, yeah. he has pre-existing conditions and um, he, I mean, I, he's signing up for the risk. But I mean, again, that's going to come with safety protocol and things like that. But I mean, if the season started tomorrow for basketball, I don't think it'd be going on. <laughs> so, well, I mean, that's, that's, well, that's an easy statement to make. Because we don't know exactly what's what their plans are yet, and I believe that they've got to actually they can learn a little bit from football, and they can they can make those adjustments maybe, and, and just learn from some of the mistakes football made, and hopefully ACC comes out with the you know you know the, the guidelines for everybody to follow. And when we do non conference stuff, I mean that might be another thing, but the NCAA should mm-hmm. have probably have something as a package for everybody by the time basketball comes here. Now I understand that maybe some conferences aren't going to play. And again, it's the same thing with football. I, I, don't, I don't really care, you know? Um, but <clears throat> like you said, he's going to say what he believes and he, he believes that he said, he's not going to wear a mask on the sideline. What do you think about that? You think, I mean the, the mask, right. is supposed to protect other people from you anyway. So th- that's the way I understood it. If you wear a mask, you're protected. Now look, the science of the mask is there's a different inconclusive best, <laughs> but the idea of it, from what I'm being told, is that I wear a mask to be respectful to you, not to protect me. Whether he wants to or not, if a basketball season gets played, if any games get played, he's going to have to wear a mask. Uh, and I don't think there's any way around that. How I mean, is he going to yeah. yell on the sidelines? That's going to suck to watch. <laughs> that's that's for the coaches to figure out. Yeah, you know, he's you know no, nobody's going to feel bad if if Jim Beheim can't yell at the players from from the sidelines. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I we'll we'll see what happens come come November. Do you think they play in November? They were talking about pushing that back or starting it a little later. Was so, the latest rumor I heard. So, there's, there's so much to unpack in all of this just because all the conferences have been all over the board and, you know, running contrary to, to things that the NCAA is saying, um, what other conferences are saying. Um, we've, we've heard head coaches come out, you know, Coach K came out like last month and said, can we look at, you know, maybe doing the tournament in, and this is very far off, but in April or May, can we look at that? Is that possible? Uh, can we have some sort of contingency plans in place? Uh, Kevin Willard has been a champion of, well, college, you know, when these kids are on campus, they're in a bubble anyways. So why would we not take advantage of that and start in November 
And oh, by the way, some colleges are sending kids home after Thanksgiving break. And then we have, uh, you know, most recent events of, you know, these outbreaks on campuses at UNC. Uh, we saw what happened at Syracuse with all the kids out. Um, you know, Indiana's had uh, an outbreak of kids. Uh, I don't know if it was an outbreak or a gathering of students. I haven't read into it yet, but, uh, you know, we're starting to see that. So there, there's so much going on and there's so much with that. Um, I, I do think it's coming from a place of like, let's let's have the NCAA tournament because we can't go two years without the NCAA tournament. So it's not exactly right. Uh, but I but I think that, you know, they're very eager to have an NCAA tournament and, you know, whether that happens in, in November or whether that happens in January is yet to be yet to be seen. Uh, but we, we will have some guidance next month uh, in September. They're going to announce whether, you know, we're going to have a basketball season and when it will be played for now. It's still scheduled for November, though. Yeah, it's interesting. It'd be another. No. The good thing with basketball is, is that weather doesn't conflict that. Yeah. So. That's the difficulty with football is, you know, you, there's certain months we're not going to be able to play football in certain places, right? I mean, we're lucky enough to have a dome, but there's some northeast schools and some northern schools that they can't do that. So basketball, you can start pretty much whenever. And and, and again, too, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, oh, you know, the TBT tournament and the pros are doing it. So, I mean, I'm not going to – college is a completely different animal when it comes to professional. I mean, professional, you can you can create that bubble. You don't have kids having to go to school. You got players with plenty of money, organizations with plenty of money. You can make that happen. Uh, college, it's tough. So, um, again, hopefully, I mean, me and Sean were talking about this earlier and, and about how all the teams in, in, the, in the conferences aligning and coming together with one, everyone's on the same page. This is the protocol. We're going to do it. We got to trust each other. And, and as long as there's no bumps in the road, then hopefully that can be kind of the starting point for basketball. But the whole NCAA, like you said, getting every conference and everyone on board, that is going to take a lot. And they got a little time to do it, even if they push it back a couple months. But everyone's going to have to be on the same page, and there's still going to be protocols. And I guarantee if Jim Beheim says, if they tell Jim Beheim, hey, we're having a season, but you got to wear a mask on the sideline, he's probably going to wear that mask. He's going to wear the mask. He's going to have to. Yeah. Um, right. <clears throat> which, whatever. Um, all right, moving on. So you, you, you shot us a, in the group text last week before we came on um, about Alan Griffin. He was received an offer from Indiana, but he decided to stay with the Orange. So I yeah. just wanted to get your thoughts on, on that, too, while you're here. Um, yeah, yeah. so it's got, he's going to stay at Syracuse. Um, you know, there, there's a lot with that, especially during all the things that we just talked about, whether or not a basketball season gets played, but... You know, for, for him, I think it makes sense. You know, e- even if Indiana uh, made him a good offer, if they offered him a lot of money or, you know, l- let's put it this way as well, he's he's the third assistant in line at Syracuse. You know, we all kind of know that. May- maybe they offered him a, a step up at Indiana. Um, that that would certainly be very attractive. But I think at Syracuse, he's he's got the stability right now. Um, one, I don't know that this is a year that you necessarily want to make a career change or uh, not, yeah. not a career change, but a, but a hop, so to speak. And then, you know, certainly with, with everything at Syracuse, you have the stability. Uh, you know, Jim Beheim's not going anywhere. If they do hire somebody after Jim Beheim a couple of years down the road, your job's probably okay. Um, versus if you go to Indiana, uh, Archie, Archie could very well be on the hot seat you know, in, in a couple of years or, you know, all it takes is really one, one bad season. Um, so he hasn't had tremendous success there yet. 
Uh, so I, I don't know that you have the same stability that you do in, in Bloomington as you would in, in Syracuse. So I think it makes sense for him to stay. Yeah, and he used to be an assistant for him, right? At Dayton. Yeah, yeah. So so further background on that. Uh, for those that don't know, Griff coached it at Dayton with Archie, so they have that pre-existing relationship. So. Yeah, so that's telling to me. Hey, he wants like him back. That says, hey, I want him back, right? Yep. So um, tells me a lot about him. Sure. All right, real quick, we want to talk about Alan Griffin, obviously, getting his <laughs> waiver granted, the other Alan Griffin. Uh, but we're, we're, Quincy, we, we found out this week, uh, he did have groin surgery from uh, from an injury he suffered just after the trip to Italy, or during the trip to Italy, maybe even, um, last year. So he played with it all year, you know, dealt with the pain, pushed through. Um, got surgery in June. He's in recovery. He's recovered. He's had to, he picked he had a pickup game with with his teammates here recently. So he's getting better. But it kind of explains a little bit. You know, last year the 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 he said you know the more he played or the longer he was out there when he heated up, the better he felt. But him going out there for a couple minutes at a time, you know, was was doing nobody any good because he needed to warm up. Obviously, the pain was a little bit worse when he was cold. So. Um, it makes a little bit of sense. I didn't know about this, so um, you know, it just it leaves a little bit to be. Um, it's a little bit of a mystery with 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 Alan Griffin coming in too. Uh, yeah. What's the wh- who's the real Quincy Carrier, you know, so to speak? Um, so, I mean, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. So we we saw him coming into the year. I mean, he kind of had a little bit of buzz about being an NBA draft prospect. Yeah, uh, where, where he would have you know fell in the draft or anything would have been. He was projected twenty fifth in the first round at the beginning of the year, something like that. Yeah, that's right. You know, Jeff Goodman came out and he was he was very high on him as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if if he was in a lot of pain, it, he certainly did a good job of hiding it. It definitely wasn't obvious. Yeah, I know. Um, it might it might make a little bit of sense. It did take him a little bit of time. It looked like to adjust and and see you know what what the coaching staff wanted from him. Uh, sometimes he'd be late in the zone or, or on a rotation. Maybe maybe that played a, a factor there, and you know he he rebounded well, but it, it makes you wonder like what what could he have done with with a clean bill of health? You know I think he would have been a little bit better of a scorer and, and certainly a rebounder as well. Um, so that that makes you think what what can he do when when he's healthy, especially with another year under his belt. Um, but you know obviously as you mentioned with Griffin, kind of you know where does that put him? Does that put him in the starting lineup or does that is, is Quincy definitely coming off the bench now or? Um, you know, maybe does does Griffin play off the bench? So, uh, but yeah, he he did a good job of hiding it because it certainly wasn't obvious that that he, at least not to me, that he was injured. And he had some. Yeah. I, I did. I mean, he did have some pretty good games down towards the end. Yeah, uh, when he, when he, he was get getting more minutes. minutes. Yeah, when yeah. he got more minutes, you could tell sometimes yeah. when he had the chance to do it. Then he started getting rolling, but it also explains the times where he came in for two, three minutes, made a mistake, and then got pulled. Yeah. Uh, so there's certain games where Beheim doesn't have five, six minutes for you to go in and get loose. And yeah. groins, is that's all lateral movement. So to James, so what, to James' point, playing the back of that two, three, I mean, that's all lateral movement. Yep. And turning and finding the, you know, your, yeah. your guy to go close in on. So um, those times where you didn't see him close out in the corners and stuff like that, and it makes you kind of wonder. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully, you know, him healthy with Alan Griffin getting his eligibility and then, you know, the, the talks of Doljai putting on 15-plus pounds in the offseason. Um, who knows who's going to start, but that's a good problem to have. That's a problem yeah. that we haven't had to work. I mean, that, you know. It's a good problem to, to have, a while. but it's yes. still a problem. 
So let's maybe, get maybe that's why Jim said his free throws in Notre Dame were the miracle for the year. You know, because he's sitting there, he's on the free throw line, he's cold, he's got to bend down, use the groin. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why it was the miracle for the year. <laughs> maybe it's crazy to think that he played the whole year with an injury like that and just pushed yeah. through it. And you you look back now and you're like, man, it does make a lot of sense. And it does make a lot of sense that, you know, he got better the more he was out there because he did. Right. <laughs> and crazy. I think that even goes to prove even more that when in those post those post pressers, those post game pressers, when Beheim talks down players, what seems to be talking down players, that's a complete motivation tactic. He knew so, that he had groin problems. Right. He's not going to sit there point. and bang on a kid and talk about him like he sucks or can't hit a jumper when he completely knows that this guy probably needs groin surgery. That's complete motivation. And. I mean, that, that to me is just proof. Because there was a couple times where he said some stuff about Quincy. <laughs> like, uh, Jerry played the whole Big East tournament with a with a groin injury, so just toughen up. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, yeah. if we want to talk about if we want to talk about um, the starting five problems that that we're going to have this year, the, um, might as well have this discussion as Alan Griffin got granted his waiver, so he's immediately eligible. And I always said that, you know, I love this I love this guy. I cannot wait to watch this guy play, okay? I'm, I don't get excited about players very often, but until they're there, you know. But I'm excited about Alan Griffin, okay? I'm not going to lie. Um, I always said that it'd be, it'd be great if he got a waiver, but if he doesn't get a waiver, I'm fine with that too. Yeah, because I'll have those extra two years pushed back. Another year would not hurt me, my feelings too much. I mean, I just see positives there sure. too. So, how do you see it um, with Alan Griffin? He's going to be versatile. He got the the front court's had its issues, but you got Kadari. Uh, the back court has had their issues, Richmond. but you got Kadari Richmond coming in too, and we got Elijah Hughes gone. So, um, you see him kind of moving to the two or in the three. And kind of back and forth, or what? How do you see this? All I know is John Rothstein must have forgot about Marek Dolezal because he said Quincy's going to start and Alan Griffin's going to start, and I don't, I don't see Marek not starting this year. I don't. So. No, I don't think it's a question <laughs> about that. I think, I think, I think Marek starts, and um, it is a question between between Alan Griffin and Gary A. Uh, in my opinion, but also you could use him as a, you know. Um, at the guard yeah. spot, so which would be, I mean, it would be better. I mean, we could have used that a lot last year too. Yeah. So. If you're asking me right now, I mean, I'd say Joe and Buddy have starting positions on lock, and then at the three, yeah. I would give the the edge to Griffin. Uh, go with Marek at the four, and then Barama at the five, and then Quincy off the bench. And it, it does bring up an issue because the front court is loaded. So, and you have a guy in, in Griffin who's more of a shooter than anything else. Uh, I don't know how good he is off the dribble. I think he can he can get there a little bit, um, you know, on the boards, and I think he can do some things athletically. But uh, I view him as more of a shooter. Yeah. So I, I think for sure, yeah. I mean, he could play a little bit of two guard and give Buddy a blow, and then um, it adds a little bit more depth to the backcourt, and then that way you don't have to rely so much on a freshman Kadari Richmond, who uh, we we think is very talented. We've heard good things, right? Uh, but sometimes you never know with, with freshmen and you know, how they're going to yeah. do. How I don't buy react. into the freshman hype all the time. I got I'm a seeing is believing for me on that. And I know he's yeah. a talented kid, but I don't buy. I just don't buy into the. I don't buy into hype. I want to see it. Obviously, sure. he's a talented player, but we'll see. 
What do you think, ACC is a different beast. You know, it's not it's not high school. We we know yeah. he's a top 100 player. We know he's good. Uh, from what I've seen, he's, he's pretty skilled, but maybe a little bit raw still. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, to your point, I mean, it, it remains to be seen. You can buy into the hype if you want, but uh, sometimes you never know with freshmen. Joe, you uh, I kind of right see it as I kind of see it as I, I still think that he's going to come off the bench. I don't know. He's going to have to learn a 2-3 zone. He's going to have to get uh, the confidence of the coaches of defense and um, kind of figure out you know, where he's going to play as far as the two or the three. I'm, I'm right there with you, James, as far as thinking he's going to be able to, to help uh, down low and up top as well. Um, but I still see a situation where, especially where in the past couple of years, um, the offensive rebounds have kind of killed us. Um, you know, we know Gary Ayers, you know, he's a, a strong dude. The way that Sadibu is playing at the end of the year, if he can keep it going – and obviously, if Doljai really did put on this 15 pound, I mean, I liked him before anyway, so it didn't matter, right? But <laughs> but he needed the weight. Another, you give me another 15 pounds. I mean, that's a pretty good, like you know, you know, back um, back line there for the two three zone, right? And then you have you know Joe and Buddy. You know they're going to be the scores and everything. Uh, so that's kind of how I see it with Alan Griffin, who's used to coming off the bench and again like coming off making shots, like you said. So I can see a situation where, and, and again, I think this all but guarantees a redshirt for Woody Newton. Um, but uh, as far as Kadari Richmond goes, I, I do see a, a place where he can come in and he can actually just uh, ask him to bring the ball up and play good defense up. Because imagine, you know, yeah. you're going to have good defense down in, the, in, the, in, you know, with your forwards and your centers, right? Joe and Buddy, they've shown certain, certain issues with closing out. You know, some people can shoot over Joe. And, and we've just seen it, right? So imagine... Those guys go and get a break. You bring in Alan Griffin. You bring in Kadari Richmond. Kadari Richmond's about what six, six, seven, six, six, something like that, right? And then you bring in Alan Griffin. Now imagine that defense, just for that little burn, to let Joe and Buddy kind of get a little bit of rest and then come back in with the offense. So um, that's kind of the way that I see it. But again, you never know till they get there and play. Alan's got to play the top of the zone because we got to find a way to get Big Bad Bobby Braswell some minutes. That's all I know. <laughs> okay. I'm good okay. with that. I'm actually good with that. I don't know that it happens, but I oh, forgot he was on the team. I kind of want to see Robert Braswell play. Yeah, I don't think he's gotten a fair shake. I mean, we talked about that last year. It's just, I just don't think he's, I mean, I feel like we just haven't seen his potential. I don't think we've, I don't no, think we've it seen happens it. at Syracuse. Sometimes you just get buried in talent. Sometimes bro. you just, yeah. yeah, I know. It is what it is. And so that's, the, that's a, like Joe said, it's a, it's a, it's a good problem to have, but it's a problem. But I say it's a problem. You know, it sucks for some guys. You know, you know, sure. you know how it is, and you know how Bayheim likes to play too. I mean, play seven yeah. guys. Of course, y- y- you, and know? you know that Braswell is going to come out and hit a bunch of threes in some non-conference game. It doesn't mean anything, and people are going to be calling for Bobby B. Yeah, well, I think eight. <laughs> oh, I think eight men this year is going to have to be. I think eight eight man rotation this year would be good. Uh, Jesse Edwards will be a backup, I believe, yeah. too. Yeah. So you've got you know obviously we're still going to have the problems down low. I mean those problems aren't going to go away. <laughs> so anyway, unless um, just keeps up how we ended the season. Well, that's, that's I mean. very true. I understand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's a big. I mean, that's a big if we we don't really know what we're going to get from Barama this year. At least at least I don't. No, I don't either. Dude, I hope we he haven't had... known for three years. But he was so hot to end the year, and it wasn't just the past couple of games. Like it was a string of games. Right. 
it wasn't just one game. Yeah, yeah. So it does give you a little bit of confidence, but then there's like the whole season where, like, why why did it take so long? You know why? Yeah, it I mean, it's a tough like call. Is it, is it going to? Yeah, something clicked exactly. Yeah. And it was like, is like, is it something he's going to be able to carry over? Or is it something he's going to have to reclick? Because if we're reclicking stuff, we're in trouble. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Better well, hope Jesse Edwards had a really good summer. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Well, and on top of that, like you remember the uh, the North Carolina game where we got blown out right at home, right? Yeah, and then he's we, the only yeah. one that showed up. Yeah, that's right. That's true. And yeah. it was from that game on. Yeah. He even stayed out of foul trouble. He, yeah, he still well that <laughs> never ended. He never put a string of those together. Oh, he but. was going to get at least four, but <laughs> yeah, he was too. All right, look, hey James, are you a betting man? We want to do some buy seller holds coming up. What, what, what do you say? Are you a betting man or what? If I was a betting man, I would bet on well, this podcast that's for sure. Oh, would you? You would bet. Boy. Well, I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know. What, what are you watching right now? You're watching basketball right now? Yeah, we got the Orlando Magic Milwaukee Bucks game on. Okay. Not very entertaining because no? uh, Milwaukee's currently up 16. So. All right. 15. Well, you could bet on that if you went over to Bet Online, betonline.ag. You can go bet on that. You can go bet on uh, baseball. Baseball guy? Not a baseball guy, huh? Not this no, I didn't think so. Um, you can bet on NASCAR, though. I know you're a NASCAR guy. Big fan. James is a huge fan of NASCAR. Big so he can, he can go there, bet on that, bet on the NBA, whatever that is. Also, you know the deal with the Floyd May- Mayweather. He's joining the Bet Online team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expensive jewelry collection. He'll give you a chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Visit betonline.ag today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget, they've got the written stuff there, too. So go there. Take advantage of all that. Take advantage of all of the Welcome Back Sports bonuses. Bet Online, your online wagering experts. Thank you, Bet Online. All right. So, I'll play a little buy, sell, or hold. We'll play. We'll see what we got. It's kind of a mess. <laughs> it really has been disappointing on the socials lately. We Oof. had uh, we had a post flagged. Oh, we might. As well, we never even talked about this, Joe. We should have talked about this, but James hated it. James hated it. He just totally disagreed with me. So, um, we had that. Remember that post I put up on Twitter and in in. Facebook, Facebook, James. Yes. Here you go, buddy. Yes, I do. About um, when Fauci said... All right, all right, all right. <laughs> when Fauci said, told Matthew McConaughey that the sunlight and heat kills the virus, and I said, um, I might as well just read it. This got deleted. This got me almost banned or suspended. Next offense yep. is suspension. Yep. President Fauci has spoken after pushing everyone in their homes all summer. Here we are mid-August, and now this is confirmed. Nothing outside should be canceled. This is my opinion. Nothing outside should be canceled. All right, all right, all right. Bring the fans back. That's me. Yeah. That's my opinion. I believe the fans yeah, should right. be come, come back to outdoor venues. I think we can socially distance in outdoor venues um, responsibly. I think that it, it can and should happen. Um, James, buy, sell, or hold. Bring the fans back to outdoor venues. At least yeah, start before- there. Before I buy, sell, hold, I think I'm going to have to take my comment back and go to bet online and bet against this podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it necessary yeah, yeah. to to right, to right, chastise me and, and delete usually that? Usually we agree, but but I'm going to sell. I'm I'm going to disagree. I I just don't know that we should be bringing fans back just yet. Um, I'm not saying we we shouldn't outdoors. Do that. 
What's that? Outdoors. I'm just a little apprehensive, and okay. I don't know that that's the responsible thing. Yes, even outdoors. I don't know that if we start filling up stadiums that this virus isn't going to spread. And yes, I realize you're outdoors. You know, the virus is less likely to spread if you're in an outdoor environment. I get that. I get that with the sun. Uh, but I just you, you can't convince me right now that that's the right thing to do is to bring fans. And for that reason, I'm going to err on the side of caution. So that's that's just why I disagree. OK, absolutely. He, he's he sells Joe. I'm going to hold. Even though this doesn't count as my one hold, by the way, because I didn't know uh, this yes, it was does. coming. This is kind of a – but um, I'm going to hold, and I'm going to kind of just piggyback off that. I'd like to see um, the – I'd like to see the protocols of just the actual teams and the universities and how they're going to do it. I would like to see that succeed first before you start getting the fans involved. And a lot of that comes down to the fact where I personally know people who have already bought season tickets – I've known people that have already gotten gone all in and all this kind of stuff. So my whole thing is is that um, if you're worried just about this small fraction in playing, um, I don't think that we should be out there selling all these tickets like we're going to fill up the stands, having these these people, you know, sp- spending their money, not even knowing if if the the teams and the universities and everything are doing what they're supposed to be doing and if it's even going to go or happen because the way that it's going and from what we've seen. We've seen it can stop like a dime, right? We beat North Carolina. Next day, it was done. And I know that was the beginning, but who knows? If there's an outbreak, they might stop the game. Next thing you know, you know, you never know. You might not be able to get some of your money back. And, again, I think it's just an, a mess all around. Dude, dude, again, dude, it's season ticket holders only. How about that? It's not enough, in my opinion, but hey. All right. Here's the real ones that I didn't just make up off the cuff. <laughs> <laughs> That weren't flagged. <laughs> that were that were deleted from Facebook and got me a warning for the next offensive suspension. Facebook jail. Uh, screw them. You got the yellow Do- card. Yeah. <laughs> Dollar's eye starts over Quincy, assuming the lineup has Joe Girard, Buddy, Griffin, and Sadibi. This is from Accuse Waterboy. Uh, Joe, go ahead. Don't don't do some long winded drawn out thing. Just Whatever, answer man. the damn question. <laughs> so. Sell Dolajai starting. Exactly. I'm gonna sell two Dolajai starting. It's between between Griffin and Quincy to me. I think we established that. Yeah, yeah. bye. I mean, bye. It's already been said. Yeah. Uh, keep it short. Nothing more needs to be said. Dude, if, if Alan Griffin is starting and Quincy's starting, that means Sidibe's sitting down. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> right. So yeah, I yeah. mean, Dolajai's starting. Yeah. Uh, at K Wall Qs, he says buy. Sell or hold on James's top ten favorite SU players. He so, he sells. He gave his answer and everything. He sells. Look, this is like my thirteen-year-old son came up with this list. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not because it's bad. It's because it's so recent. We go as far back as two thousand three, which is fair, I suppose, for obvious reasons. Jerry Mack at 10, O'Shea Brissett at 9, Carmelo Anthony at 8, Eric Devendorf at 7, Quef Delaney at 6, Elijah Hughes at 5, Josh Pace at 4, Frank Howard at 3, Sutherland at 2, and Andy Routens takes the one spot for James's top 10. Joe, mm. I'm going to sell on it too. There's no Derek Coleman, there's no Sherman Douglas, there's no Ronnie Cycli, there's no, um, let's see, who yeah. else we got? Yeah, there's Billy no Owens. Billy, oh, Billy Owens, yeah. Um. You know. There's a lot of good ones, right? Yeah. 
Well, there's a there's a bunch of good ones, but you could go if you wanted to go old school with it. You know, Matt Rowe. So are you actually gonna ask Dave this question to James? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and sell. Uh, definitely not a good top ten list. <laughs> I will say for those at home, if you're listening, uh, definitely do it like Kevin did. That's how you do a buy sell hold. If there were a definition <laughs> on how to do a buy sell hold, just like Kevin did, ask the question, gives his own answer in the reply. Absolutely. Uh, so so hats up to, to Kevin there. Good job. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. No. Right. Can, can I give a serious answer for a sec? Yeah, 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 yeah. But that was my serious answer, though. Go ahead. All right. Can can I explain myself? Can <laughs> it be playing. like a, a oh, absolutely. Uh, don't give I'll me some like Joe Pablum, but go ahead. All right. No, it's it's definitely not a list that like anybody would approve of. It's like my own personal favorites for various reasons. So yeah, absolutely. I'm not going with like the top players or like the top legends. Like uh, these are the guys that I watched growing up. So like, yes, I know obviously know all about those guys, but I never saw them play. You know, they were before, like, the Derek Coleman's, Billy Owens, you know, so on and so forth. I never saw them play. Billy Owens did take a picture with my mom once, though, so I will give a shout-out to Billy Owens. But, um, you know, just just real quick, like, growing up in Cuse, being a young kid, Andy Routlins was playing when I was, like, in middle school. I saw him play in high school. So he was kind of like the local kid, you know. He had a, he had a jumper. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure when I was, like, 12 or 13, I wanted to be Andy Routlins. I'm pretty sure that was like my life goal. He had great hair. Yeah, uh, <laughs> great hair. Uh, he had the task on. He had a little swag to him, a little bit of chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Uh, so I, I loved it, man. I loved it. Um, and then just a couple of the other guys, like James was just a, an eccentric personality. I just found him fascinating, and he was absolutely wet from three, so I liked him. And you love some Frank Howard. I, I love me Frank Howard. I still get knocked for that. Um, well, I don't think you, know, you should get knocked for that. Uh, man, like, they're, they're, like I, I know the the public perception of Frank, and I totally get it. Uh, I just think there was so much more like behind the scenes that people didn't necessarily realize it was going on. Um, but you know, I think like his junior year, he had a great junior year. Really wish we could have saw what he could have done with just, a healthy senior yeah, year. Yeah, I know that's too bad. Um, that was a groin injury too, wasn't it? Yeah, he, he had his foot before going into senior, year, so that kept him out eight weeks. Oh, he had okay. to have surgery. And then he just, it's so hard, man. People don't realize like just how hard it is to go from, you know, playing, doing nothing for like eight weeks and then trying to get back up to speed that a division one athlete needs to be up to, you know, it's, it's so hard to get to that level. Um, so it's, that was a tough thing, but you know, and then he finally gets there. He finally, it seems like he's rounding the corner, drops 28 points on Duke. And then, you know, we know how it ended, but, um, it was, it was sad to see it go out the way that it did. Uh, at Matt underscore Sherman 52, he says, buy some, oh, I, don't you, get oh buy? I mean, his answer was so long. I just go ahead, Joe. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> no, you know what? That's fine. I'll keep it short and sweet because that's pretty much what I was going to say. I was going to buy in the fact that it was obviously a list based upon the people that he grew up and watched and on top of that. He has other opinions about it because he's actually talked to some of these players as well so That's the question true. wasn't the best players it was his favorite players in the time and the players that he watched so i'm never going to knock somebody for their own opinion in their own list so oh bye. don't be so pc sell yeah, I, 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 I sell you know he's such an ass kisser too i i i, I sell I, <laughs> I i sell i think the list could be a little better it's not bad no syracuse list is bad just well, who, who, would you, who else would you put in there from, from that era? Was Brandon Trish in there? From that oh. era? No, he was not. 
I would I, have the to. Thing, the only thing he's the winningest was, player in Syracuse basketball history, though. I don't know if you knew that. Was it? Yeah, Brandon Trish and uh, CJ Fair were yeah, probably okay. the two. Yeah, that, Fair, that would be the yeah. two that. that yeah. But again, it's your personal list, so. Who am I, I love. To tell I love. You? Let me tell you. Let me tell you who's definitely on mine. Out of this list, I'll do that. Can I do that? From 2003. Okay. No, <laughs> no. Mellow. Well, of course, I'm gonna start with 2003. Um, G Mac, Mellow. I mean, ha- has to be on there. Devendorf. I love Quest Dwayne, but I don't know if he's on there. I love I love Elijah Hughes too, and I know you you got to talk with Elijah Hughes a lot, and you you've been yeah. interacted with him quite a bit. But I don't know if he'd be on mine. Uh, Josh Pace wouldn't probably be on mine. Frank Howard, I don't know. I like Sutherland, but Andy Routens is is definitely on mine too. I think I love Andy Routens as well. And you know, I think one of the things too that affects this list is that there was a huge gap there, especially in and I mean it didn't really happen with us growing up too much, Sean. But in in James's you know era of growing up and watching Syracuse basketball, there were so many one and two and duns that true. sometimes it's hard to put a Tyler Lyde in over uh, you know insert name here. I mean, I loved four years of Chris Joseph, CJ Fair, right? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Josh Pace is one of my favorite. You know, yep. Brandon Trish. So uh, sometimes when a player is pretty good for four years, they kind of just go. They're a more fan favorite of a player like a Deion Waiters, Tyler Ennis, you know, Tyler Lydon, Malachi Richardson, even though they were really, really good players. Yeah. Um, let's see. Did I go too far here? I did. Let's see. Um, pardon me. Pardon me. We don't do, when I do the buy, sell, or holds, folks, we don't do, we don't get into the NFL. I'm sorry. Uh, buy, sell, or hold. Yeah. Uh, at, at Jed Sestero, Sestero, whatever. I'm sorry. There he is. Had her, had her two times. Way to give the sorry. fans a voice. <laughs> at Jed Kistaro. I was right the first time. Um, I think. I think. I've had people email me the pr- and how to pronounce their name. <laughs> it's true. You have. I have. All right. Look, buy, sell, or hold. On the, uh, Cuse is winning 25-plus games this season and not sweating Selection Sunday. Yeah. And then you woke up. James. So, yeah. Do no, we ever no Yeah, do we ever not sweat selection Sunday? Not not these not in recent times, no. No. Joe, you selling? Uh I sell, but it's a situation where you don't need to win 25 games to not be sweating on selection Sunday. You no, can win 22 true. games and not be sweating that selection Sunday. So, well, if you I mean, win 25, you're definitely not. You can right? be both. That, there's a way that that can be both. Okay. Well, what do you want to do? What are you going to do? They're not going to. They're not going to have over 25 wins. But I'm just saying that there's still an opportunity for them not to get 25 wins, but still not be sweating. Do they sweat? Yeah, they'll do what they always. They'll drop a couple games that they shouldn't. Then they'll beat Duke. Maybe like a UNC, and maybe UNC will actually be good this year. And then yeah, we'll get the seven ten matchup. Yeah. Eight nine something like that, and then Michigan State will lose, and then you're in the Sweet Sixteen. No problem. <laughs> there was a Boom. there was a couple there was a couple mellow ones. Here's here's one. Uh, Dominic on Facebook buy seller hold. Carmelo Anthony needs an apology from most sports TV and radio talking heads. Joe, I I I, I don't I know that there was a lot of. I'll just go first. I know that there was a lot of trash <laughs> talking, but here's the thing. Oh, go ahead. I don't know what it was. I don't. I didn't pay any attention to it. I didn't really much care. I love Carmelo Anthony. Of course, I'm rooting for him. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold on that one. Now Joe can go. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna buy. And only reason that I say that is because I'm not a. I'm not a. 
we're amongst people now, especially in the media, where you need to win championships to be good. If you don't win championships, then you're not anything. I mean, Carmelo Anthony the other day just passed, I think, all-time scoring list. What, he's 15th, 15th. now in the NBA? Yep. So I know he had his run with Denver, and I know that there's been people that have kind of bashed him a little bit about how, you know, maybe not a leader, not going to win a championship, whatever, only cares about getting his 30. But um, I think that uh, him coming back to this bubble and playing the way that he has and still staying in shape and and, and showing people that he can actually still be an elite scorer, uh, even when he's the third or fourth option on a team, um, I, I don't know. I just think that he gets he doesn't get as much, I don't know, respect as he should. I, I would agree with that. I mean, I've heard enough trash talking about him. Uh, James. Yeah, bye. I mean, totally. we know this guy's resume, right? Uh, you know, won a national title at QC. He's the, the winningest Olympian men's basketball player of all time. Uh, we, we know what he's done in the NBA. He could be top 10 in scoring if he keeps going a couple years. Um, you know, he brought the Denver Nuggets to the Western Conference Finals and went toe-to-toe with Kobe Bryant, RIP. He brought the New York Knicks to the playoffs. That should be a, you know, that should be celebrated Cheers, enough Jeff. as it is. And uh, Yeah, I mean, I think he's he, – it's, it's worked out. You know, it's worked out in Portland. So I do think there's an element there where he did fit in and he did make it work, but um, that's to his testament. And I think we, we know now that – you know, a lot of that just wasn't true. We know that Melo is is one of the all time greats. He's one of the best one on one players of all time, and he's still got a little bit left in the tank. So uh, I think, yeah, um, we we could we could get a little bit of a Melo apology tour going on, and they got another game tonight, so maybe yeah. they'll go up two zero. We'll see. I'll tell you what, I was telling people for the last couple of weeks, I said Portland's going to win the eight, and yeah. Lakers better watch out because they have no guards. And I was talking to a buddy at work about Melo and getting to fifteenth, and he's like, "Yeah, but he don't got a ring." I said. Yeah, he does. He's got one at Syracuse. Yeah, he's got a few gold medals too. So yeah, uh, isn't he like the leading scorer, like the, yeah. the most leading scorer ever in Olympic? He's been in like four Olympics, hasn't he, or three Olympics? Yeah, he's he's got three golds. Uh, I think he is the the leading scorer, and he's got a couple three point records as well. So yeah. uh, that's his that's as far outside of the Syracuse zone on by seller holds. As, and then we go. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris on Facebook says, buy, sell, or hold. Kadari Richmond will back up JG3 at point with meaningful minutes this season. Now, I'm just going to define meaningful. I'm going to say 12. Average 12 minutes. Or 8. 8 to 10. 8 to 10. Those are no, that changes quickly. Well, it's meaningful, I think. 8 to 10 is fair. For a true freshman. Yeah. James, what do you think, buddy? Yeah, I'll, I'll hold on that for now. Uh, I'm going to use my hold here. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely possible he could see anywhere from you know eight to twelve minutes a game. But you know, Joe played how many minutes last year with a couple guards behind him, so we know he's going to he's going to soak up a bulk of the minutes there, and um, he's definitely going to be the starting point guard. And, and you know, it's it's just you know the the splitting hairs part of what are meaningful minutes and, and how many minutes is that. But we know Joe Girard is going to play thirty plus minutes a game. No, nah, I'm going to buy just because – and it's basically if Joe Girard's not bringing the ball up, then Doljai is. So uh, <laughs> Kadari Richmond is the only other point guard and the guy that's going to bring up the ball. So I think that in those times when <laughs> Girard can't play – and like I said, you never you never know, right? We didn't know what was going to happen. No one thought that Joe Girard was going to get the minutes he did last year. So um, – I do think that he ends up playing because I think that realistically when Joe Girard's not in there, every minute's meaningful because we got to get the ball up the court. And he's going to play good defense. So, bye. Um, 
I, I think I'm going to buy, too. I say by the end of the season, um, uh, you know, the season's long enough, I think, someone like him with some of the problems. I mean, I know Joe's going to get better. Obviously, that first year's rough. But it's a f- perfect spot for someone to, to be in, I think, um, right there. Because um, there's going to be times where y- y- they're going to need someone that's that's that reliable where, you know, Alan Griffin's not going to be able to fill that void. They're going to need it. So I say he gets forced into it almost at some point, and eventually I think he's going to be good. By the time the season ends, maybe he'll have a, some Sadibi moment. Where, yeah, unless Alan Griffin can bring the ball in. But yeah. that's I mean, yet to be I, seen. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's, that's a weird situation. I just don't feel like he's going to be there much. I don't know. It's so It's so – there's so many different variations that you can do with some of the new guys and with Alan Griffin in there and moving Dole down even and, and doing that kind of thing yeah. that we did last year. Well, and it's, I want this to be true because there became a I point do too. last that's, year where Joe Girard right. looked that's like right. he was burnt out. Yeah, like he could have used a couple extra just, minutes on the Just tired, man. Yeah. Cause he's, I mean, and he's active. He burns himself out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he's um, high energy. Yeah, hey, you got the media timeouts. These guys aren't tired, <laughs> dude. Uh, 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 no, I don't. Oh, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh, I remember that. That is so funny. We used that for a buy seller hold, didn't we? We used we used yeah, it, probably. We used it yeah, for something. Oh my did. gosh, that's so that was funny. pretty. Yeah, boy, right on cue. Congrats on that. That was brilliant. Um, <laughs> all right. We're going to do a couple of would you rathers, okay? Some of these are weird. Hey, hold on. Can I, can, I, can I throw something in here? No. Can I throw a buy-seller hold? No. Yes. Go ahead, Joe. Okay. Of course. And this is basically just because I know that James has been watching the NBA, too. Yeah. But I don't even uh, know if it's a buy-seller. Buy-seller hold. Jesus We're easily Christ. an NCAA tournament team if Bas- Darius Baisley is on our roster last year. Uh, uh. <laughs> I'd buy that. I think he's he's a talented kid. I was upset at him, but I had my reservations, and now I mean I've seen him. But he still took the year off, though. Let's you know he took the year off. Then he was just playing D League, and now he's kind of putting in very significant minutes for the for the OKC Thunder. He's been playing really well, so he's a talented. He's, dude. he's surprised me. Yeah, took, he took a the path less traveled for sure. Yeah, well, that, it seems a, to have worked. I don't think it's going to work for a lot of people, though. I think it's a very rare case. Is that fair? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would, I would still I would buy though. With you there, Sean. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, because I, we, I would buy that as well. I mean, I think he would have been a difference maker, though. Um, yeah. You know, you could have seen a little bit more of Dolajai at the center because uh, you still had Quincy and you still had Elijah. You know, obviously Elijah's going to play a lot of a lot of minutes there, but maybe you know you could even move Elijah up to the two guard if if he's really that good. Yeah. But. You know, to to think that Darius Baisley, if he goes to Q's, couldn't have won you a couple more games. I don't think it's that far of a stretch. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, Without a doubt. So let's do this. We've got one from um, Would You Rather from Q's Waterboy. This is a game I want to get going. And, you know, this stuff's always better when there's actually games being played. But um, Would You Rather compete in a a free throw contest against JG3 or a pizza eating contest versus Dolzhai? I, I I would rather eat pizza, guys. I'm not trying to embarrass myself from the free throw. <laughs> yeah, I was line. never really good at free throws. <laughs> but, I, but I can definitely eat pizza, so I'm just going to go where most of my talent already lies, and that is eating pizza. 
Mm. Uh, because I mean, I could I probably eat pizza once a day. It's it's got to be close. On what, average, what kind of pizza? Well, like today, I got some Hunt Brothers pizza from a gas station in Elizabeth City, North Carolina. <laughs> it's pretty good. Never had yeah. it before. Yeah, I'm like, well, this is actually mm. pretty good. There's no pizza down here, like up there, though. The, no, so so like some of the some of the pizza that you get from pizza shops here, like legit pizza joints, aren't as good as some of the gas station pizza I can get in Syracuse. Does that make sense? Sure. I mean, you know, it's just they just don't have it. It's just not there. So, but the Hunt Brothers pizza, not bad. But yeah, I like a big. A, I like the big slices where you, that you have to fold and hold, fold and hold. You know, I don't like these little tiny slices like a Red Baron frozen pizza. You know, it's stupid. Uh, yeah, you can't do the frozen pizza. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I like this. Would you rather? Because to me, that all depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Because if I'm hungry, you know, if I don't got a lot of time and it's like I just want to get my my ass beat by Joe Girard in a free throw shooting contest and get out of here, you know. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't really know what else you want there. So you're not going to answer the question. No, you're going to complicate it with pizza. Mm, hold it again. Okay. Mm. <laughs> what about you, James? You need pizza with us, man. Uh, I, I would go with the free throws just because my talents don't lie in eating pizza, and I can confirm Dolajai did eat a whole pie to himself after the Big East tournament this freshman year. So uh, I already know I'd lose that one. But I am a pretty good free throw shooter. I don't think I'd beat Joe Girard. He's certainly a better free throw shooter than I. But I know I could get down there, and I could, you know, if we're shooting ten, I feel very confident I could knock down at least nine of them. So, really, three. If you're listening, let's get it, man. Oh, okay. Well, he listens. He listens. See me. My thing he definitely is, listens. Yeah. <laughs> my thing is, is that I know I'm not going to win either one, but I'd just rather eat pizza. That's fair. <laughs> True that. That's totally fair. But. It, and it also depends, and I hate to drag this out, but it, this is true, though. Like, do I get to warm up? You know, like, I don't need warming no, up eating Lord. pizza. I just start doing it. But, like, you know, you, the first foul shot sometimes, if it's been a while, can be a little awkward and ugly. Dude, like, my like 13-year-old a, son kicks my ass in pig. So I'm like a career a 65% free throw shooter. It's a and problem. And if my, if my basketball coach heard that, he'd probably still laugh because I'm probably just... Overinflating that. Yeah, it's probably forty-five. <laughs> Dude, it was. If you got one out of two, you he, were you were happy. He listens. He listens. Um, all right. Well, we we got more, but I think we're out of time. I think we're good. So, anything to add, James? You got anything going on, bud? Uh, no, nothing going on. I would just say I've been I've been walking my road like five times a day. And we've got some neighbors, you know, down the street. They have an immaculate lawn, man. I don't know why I'm bringing that up, but I walk by that thing, and these people, their lawn, you could, like, eat off it, man. It's it's amazing. They've got, like, this garden out front. They've got, like, stuff going on with the trees. Um, I just I just thought that I mentioned can, that. <laughs> can you take a picture of it? Yeah. I'm yeah, interested me, uh, in that. I'll take a picture of it, and I'll, and I'll post See? it. This is what happens when you live in the city too long, James. This is what oh, happens. Man. It's, you walk grass. Out, you don't see the like, lawns. You don't see lawns, trees, bro. There's trees. The birds are chirping. There's fresh air, man. This is great. This is great. Grass. Yeah. Yeah, grass. I take a ton of pride in my lawn. I do. In my neighbor's crabgrass. That's what happens when you Just, get older, though, right? Yeah. Or you, or you own something. Yeah. That's yeah. really what it is. 
I mean, I, when my when right. my lawn is mowed, you know, you hear the whole cliche thing where men stand back and look at their lawn after they mowed it. Man, sometimes I look at it and like I'll drive by the house just to drive by it and look and be like, man, I did a great job. He brings <laughs> he brings his family with him, James. Yeah. Look, hey, get, look, look at the lawn. The look at the lawn. Look, look at nice. the lawn. I went See to the lines. I went to print.com and had a lawn of the month sign made and I just stick it in there. And no one knows the difference. They're like, man, these guys got. See, nice I don't, lawn. I don't own a house, but I do my my girlfriend's lawn, and I take pride. I don't own a house, but my girlfriend does. Yep. <laughs> I'm currently still renting, only for a month. Yeah, not much longer. Renting. Not much longer. The big not move. Not much longer. The big move. All um, ownership's overrated, man. Don't listen to what they say. Well, I'll tell you, you can own it and get stuck in it, though. <laughs> See? See? So, I mean, that's where I am. So, um, all right. Well, that was great. That was a great addition, James. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, dude, I'm not going to make fun of him, but you were just talking. I know. Uh, I know. Mon- uh, I know. Skills there, buddy. I gave a funny look at first, and I'm like, you know what? This guy's got a great point. What's, As what's always. <laughs> As always. I love him. Um, all right. Look, we appreciate all of you for tuning in. As always, we appreciate our good buddy James coming on. And I um, want to thank Manscaped and Bet Online for James and Joe. I'm Sean. We're out. Hey. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe. Is that the air guitar you got going on? Yeah, man. It's jamming out. It's good. <laughs> this guy. Making fun of the stuff James brings up. Meanwhile, you had a five-minute conversation about gas two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, look. So I lost power. Oh. Um, during that storm. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to pronounce it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. JJ has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. 
The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.